Hey guys, welcome to the Get Woke Podcast. I'm Chissy and Camera here with Sophie Levine. Today we're talking the potential relationship of the century, the ACA, and cultural appropriation. Hi Sophie. Hi Chissy. What's up girl? Not much. How you doing? I'm good. How's your week? It was really long. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why. It really felt so long. Yeah, I feel you. I felt like mine was super long too, but I, I couldn't explain to you why I feel that way. It was literally just another week. Right. Yeah. Literally all. It was so long. So. What happened this week? I don't know. What did happen? Um, the Twitter relationship of the century. Huge, if true, <laughs> Cory Booker and Mindy Kaling flirting on Twitter. If this is a real thing, I will literally lose my mind. I will lose my mind. I have, I need it to be real. Okay, let's, let's do, I'll okay. be Cory, you be Mindy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so these are the tweets that happen back and forth. Okay, I literally have it pulled up. Okay. So I guess, Oh. Um, okay. I'll in start. the Mindy Project, in I guess this week's episode or something, um, Mindy Kaling shits on Newark, New Jersey. Which is hilarious. Which is just, yeah. Also, yes. Right, so. <laughs> And, um, <laughs> um, Cory Booker obviously is mad about it, but used it to flirt with her and it's, oh my God. Okay. okay so, so I'll be Cory. Tweet number one. Okay. Ouch. Broken heart emoji at Mindy Kaling. Her Dr. Lahiri, her character on the Mindy Project, her Dr. Lahiri dissed Newark last night, uh, dot, 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 Vogue magazine. And I disagree. And then he like linked and said, I still heart you <laughs> with an exclamation point. <laughs> And then Mindy goes, Senator, if Mindy Lahiri shades it, it means we know it's cool. Thanks for the love. It's mutual. And then Corey said, you are making my day. Thanks for the clarification. And if the love is really mutual, dot, 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 come have dinner with me in Newark. Hashtag, please say yes. What? (laughs) Fingers crossed emoji. What? Best part, though, is when Mindy goes, at Cory Booker, yes, now let me get the PATH train schedule. Shade? On shade, (laughs) but also she accepted his dinner invitation. And he said, with like a celebration emoji, thank you, PATH train is awesome when you are Jersey bound, but you are at lift worthy. I will send one to you for for the door to door. (laughs) Also, like... Path train is awesome when you are Jersey bound, like a little dig into the tourism in New Jersey, which is correct. We get it. You're doing your job, Cory Booker. Best part is when the path train tweets at both of them and says at Mindy Kaling at Cory Booker, here's the schedule and tweets a link to the path train schedule. Literally the best (sighs) thing that happened on Twitter. I'm also in love with Mindy Kaling and I I think we're best friends. She doesn't know it yet, but um, we're definitely best friends and I, I ship this interaction <laughs> i ship this relationship too hard yeah seriously um so we would be remiss to not talk about another important thing that happened this week less fun but also just incredibly as important yeah um house republicans aka human garbage bag paul ryan um hold their bill to repeal the Affordable Care Act, a.k.a. Obamacare, because they knew they weren't going to get any votes when the bill went to vote. So we won the Affordable Care Act. We hashtag won. Obamacare is going to stay in place because it should. And there's literally Absolutely. nothing that they can create to repeal it at this time that would make the system any better. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to, Obama himself says, if you're going to replace it and you can find something better, then go do it. it. The whole point is for the better of the country. 
If you can make it better, then make it better. Make it better. Don't make it shit. Yeah. Don't remove it without having a plan and don't remove it for a garbage plan. Right. Um, So that's incredible. Very happy that is a thing that happened. Yep. The internet went crazy with memes. (laughs) (laughs) One, my favorite one is, oh, the irony that Donald Trump and Paul Ryan have no plan B. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) Boom. There's a series of, there's a series of Hamilton memes. Honestly, the whole thing. not to push Hamilton, but to push Hamilton. <laughs> Hamilton is applica- applicable to every aspect yeah. of life. If you haven't seen it, at first I was telling everyone, don't listen to it until you see it. But like, chances are no one that is listening to this podcast is going to see it. My secret shame is that I've never seen it. It's so good. It, but just listen to it. It's incredible. And it's very appropriate all the time. Yeah. Wait for it. Okay. Oh, um, sorry. <laughs> don't make me cry. Sorry. Um, what else happened this week? So important that's happening this week there this week and also this entire year and also for the past however many years, there are a lot of missing girls, missing minors in D.C., especially black and brown girls. And literally one day in March, 14 girls, black and brown minors went missing in the course of 24 hours. And if you haven't heard of this, I'm not surprised because no one's talking about no it. No one is talking about it. There are girls that are either ran away or got kidnapped. The fact of the matter is that they're minors and there's very little talk about it. So there's a hashtag, hashtag find our girls DC. Please look into it and read about it and start spreading the word because we need to find where these girls are. And it's a shame that more organizations and more news networks and media outlets are not talking about this because. Yeah. It's horrifying. It's awful. It's really scary. Today we're talking cultural appropriation. Versus appreciation. Versus appreciation. But mostly the appropriation side. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Sophie, what is cultural appropriation? Let's start there. It's super complicated. It's one of those things that you don't realize is happening until it's happening, kind Mm -hmm. of. Um, The way I think of it is more when someone adopts or takes a piece of someone else's culture for a purpose other than its use in its actual culture. Right. And a lot of the times when someone is culturally appropriating another culture, it ignores the members of that culture and or the history of that culture and like the bound, it's it's difficult topic to discuss because it's so subjective. Oftentimes, and a lot of people disagree about it. Yeah. But like once it's way past the point of appropriation, then you realize it. It's too late. Yeah. At that point. Right. So, yeah. cultural appropriation in media. Let's jump. Oh my god! It's right. a daily basis. All the time. Obvious. What are some of your favorites? Card- what can, What do you think of immediately? <laughs> immediately, Kardashians, and yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say that I don't enjoy the Kardashians. I fucking I love, love them. the Kardashians. I love the Kardashians. I love the show. I think they're ridiculous. I think they're funny. They're ride or die. I love a family that's ride or die. A lot the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. However, I can't with the amount of cornrows that I see on that show, the headdresses that are worn for fashion. It's just like. Victoria's Secret does the same thing where it's like, we're on a runway. This is our Native American section. So I'm going to don a headdress that was made by a white person and then call it fashion. Yeah. The Native American thing is probably the biggest one. Right. At least maybe recently in fashion, like Coachella, just Coachella in itself. Right. But also people like girls dressing up for the Instagram and like headdresses Mm -hmm. and 
henna tattoos just to go to Coachella. Like dashikis. Yes, the whole thing. It's just like here's a note. If you put something on that seems foreign to you and you're doing it for a fashion statement and or a photo, maybe maybe ask someone. Just don't. Yeah, let's 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 not on that train because it's probably ninety nine point nine 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 percent a bad idea. I'd agree. Yeah. Um, what else can I think of? Oh, human eye roll, Taylor Swift. Mm. <laughs> Honestly, don't get me started on Taylor I Swift. Um, the Wildest Dreams video. Right. Where were we? When, when did that premiere? It was like during the VMAs, maybe? VMAs last year. Something. I just remember when that music, we were like in my apartment. You were there, right? Yeah, I was there. In my apartment watching the VMAs or whatever award ceremony it was and it was like the world premiere of taylor swift's new video i'm like great another taylor swift video and then it was like a lion in where who knows but like africa some some like generalized picture of a safari in africa with lions roaring in the background it's like the the colon the white colonizers in africa like a love story or some bullshit like that right and it was (laughs) like lions and zero people of color and only like taylor swift in like a costume with a love story surrounded by Africa. I fucking can't. And no specificity on where in Africa. It was just a lot. Why is that appropriation? How are you going to have a video taped in anywhere in Africa and have zero people of color represented? Don't know. Don't know. Um, Megan Trainer's all about that base. Are you all about that base, girl? Are you? What does that mean Do you know you? what that means? I don't know. Um, yeah, white people trying to reclaim the butt. Not even in general. Not even reclaim. Just like claim. claim. I'm like, for where though? Um, (laughs) Selena Gomez. Do you remember that performance she did? It also might have been the VMAs. Wearing a bindi. Wearing a bindi. And I was like, wait, what you doing, girl? Yeah. It wasn't good. Um, There was a lot to unpack there and people really let her have it. And it's just literally like adopting Bollywood. Katy Perry has done the same thing too. Yeah. Trying to adopt this like... Bollywood theme with She's mostly white with Asian culture too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Gwen Stefani. Gwen too. Stefani's Harajuku girls. Moment. Oh mm-hmm. my god. Yeah. It's like okay, cultural appropriation is subjective, but you always if you feel a little uncomfortable or you have to ask a question, is that it's the I'm not sure if this is. It's probably appropriation. Yeah. There there has been a lot that has happened. Yeah. Also, let's talk about that one time. On Fashion Police, where Juliana Rancic was commenting on Zendaya's uh, dreadlocks. That's a really good one. Yes, dreadlocks on the red carpet. She said she probably smells like patchouli. How (gasps) very dare you? How very dare you? Put that type stereotype on this young girl. What was she, like 17 at the time? How old is Zendaya? I don't know. I don't even know. Zendaya also, if you don't follow her, just like... Hop on her Instagram or Twitter. She is a queen. I literally love her. I can't even begin to unpack the comments that Juliana Rancic made in that moment, though. And Zendaya fully read her to filth the next day and was like, yeah. okay. She apologized. I mean, she not did. that it matters, but she forced her into an apology. She she did. Um, so those were all, like, cultural appropriation examples and fashion and, like, yeah. donning costumes and stuff. Yeah. But here's a, an example that it's my favorite example of cultural appropriation because it's also hilarious for me. So do you remember that chef, that British chef, Jamie Oliver? Yeah. 
So he used to have a show on Food Network called The Naked Chef, and I loved it as a child. I literally loved Jamie Oliver. But a few years ago, he made a fatal error. <laughs> <laughs> Is this... I think I know what you're going to say. Fatal. Um, cultural appropriation in food. He... Mm-hmm. Which is something that most people, I think, don't realize. Yeah, people don't realize, because it's just like food is food and food is good. But a lot of people take it too far and they're like, this is my perception of this Asian flavor dish. And it's like, first of all, Asia is not just, it's not homogenous. So for you right. to say Asia, fl- anyway. Right. Like when the Cheesecake Factory has Chinese chicken salad on their menu. I can't. Don't Chinese chicken salad me. <laughs> this is like, this is not a thing. With like clementines in it? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say I know how to make a Chinese chicken salad or what, if it, if it actually even exists in China. Right. But uh, the That's fact the that entire point though. The entire point is these Asian fusion restaurants just homogenizing. Yeah. Dozens of cultures. There's not one kind of Asian food. I can't. So Jamie Oliver... Um, as everybody who's listening to this probably knows, cause I never not talk about it. I am the daughter of Nigerian immigrants and I was raised eating what is called jollof rice and it is the best thing ever. Nigerian jollof rice. Just going to put an asterisk on that. Please, uh, Google it. So Jamie Oliver created his own version of Ghanaian jollof rice and put the recipe online and was read to filth by Nigerians and Ghanaians everywhere that were like, this is not jollof rice. And he had the audacity to say like, jollof rice is a concept, not a recipe. And it's like, actually, it's not because that is not a jollof rice. If you want to say you made rice, say you made rice. Also, don't you call can't, it jollof rice. Also, you can't call it a concept because it's not your concept because that's exactly. not your culture. Exactly. You are neither Nigerian nor Ghanaian. Here's the nail. <laughs> Head. Um, yeah. Um, love you, Jamie Oliver. But honestly, if you read the Twitter backlash on his Ghanaian jollof rice, it is one of the funniest things I've ever read because West Africans are savage when it comes to reading people. And it was (laughs) some of the, I I still to this day, sometimes just Google it and read people's reactions because it was so funny and so wrong. He should never have done that. But (laughs) there we go. He did. That's really like. They should never have done that is just like a universal right. thing. Right. I don't know where I'm going with that. I mean, don't I do could it. say that about literally anything. Literally. They should never have done that. Don't do it, and then we won't be having this conversation. Right. Um, like, yeah. Um, what's her name? Rachel Dolezal? Oh, oh She should God. never have done Anything. Anything. And did you hear recently she adopted a Nigerian name? A Nigerian name. name! I literally was like, Girl. ma'am... Ma'am. The irony, though, she, isn't she on welfare and Yeah, stuff? She, she was like, my husband left me, I can't find a job, I'm on welfare. And I'm like, yeah, you white woman on welfare. Because you're black-faced. Right. No right. shit. Yes. Nobody you wants you. literally black-faced your life, and then you as a white human being are complaining about being on welfare. I'm like, the <laughs> circle that it takes for right. you to get to where you are, ooh, <laughs> I can't. Um, also important... Appropriation goes every which way. There, it's not just white people appropriating other cultures yeah, or important. or cultures of people of color, but like Beyonce has done it many a time. And Lord knows, we all live and die for Queen B. Of course, I am not going to say that I do not love her. I love her, but 
That music video that she made with Coldplay, also not a good song. Yeah. Sorry, Chris Martin, love you too, <laughs> but I'm going to go with a no on that. It's a no for me. It's, it's going to be a pass. It's going to be a hard pass for me. <laughs> um, they made this song, I think called Him for the Weekend or something like that. Is that that one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and basically the music video was set in uh, like Holi, Holly, um, in India. The festival? The festival. Yeah, it's a colorful, beautiful festival in India that I cannot speak on because I've never been to it. I've never been to India, but they, they, uh, they set their entire music video in the middle of this festival in like the slums of India, and then Beyonce dressed up as a Bollywood star, and I'm like, and there was a lot of conversation on it because people were like, it's not cultural cultural appropriation because there's a lot of African influence in Indian cultures, which is super true. But Beyonce is neither Indian nor a direct like influencer on Indian culture as a black she woman. She from Texas. She is from what Ninth Ward oh, in God. Houston, and uh, it is cultural appropriation. And I didn't appreciate it. the way that I think about it. If Taylor Swift did that, we would all be pissed. I mean, it wasn't good. Um, hated it. What else? Everything. Everything. Do so, you did you watch the um We at Get Woke are a part of Bachelor Nation. And oh god, I know exactly what you're gonna write. Yeah, in the um this past finale in the after the final rose, mm-hmm. um they brought out Rachel, who is the new Bachelorette, who is the first contestant of color to be the, on the Bachelor or Bachelor. Yeah, to be the Bachelor or the Bachelorette. And they introduced some of her contestants to her early as part of this, like, gimmick on the after show. Painful. One of the guys, and I quote, went up to her and said, like, shook her hand, said, nice to meet you, and said, I'm ready to go black and never go back. And she laughed and said she thought it was cute or something. She's like, I love that. I love that. She lied. She lied. Sir, no. ABC said, we'll give you a bonus if you think that's cool. ABC was like, I dare you to go out there and say that to this poor girl. Chris Harrison. Chris Harrison definitely paid that guy to do that. Yeah. I mean, obviously. That was awful. Awful. Um, Here's a conversation that definitely needs to be had. What is the difference between cultural appropriation and cultural appreciation? Like, obviously, there are times where people are like, no, I just like really like this and I want it to be part of my life. Yeah. And it's commendable, but... I, I know that a lot of people probably don't know what the line is. Yeah, I think it begins with intent. Oh, uh, yeah. And a knowledge of what you're doing. Yeah. Is for it sure. for fashion or is it to be respectful? Right. Like, it just, it depends on the situation, which is the whole point, is that it's so, the lines are so blurred. Right. And it's... Like, example, are you putting henna on your hand because you're going to a music festival maybe called Coachella Mm -hmm. and it adds to your outfit and you want to look cool. Or are you at your friend, a a friend's wedding who is probably South Asian where everyone is wearing henna and you're showing it as a sign of respect and you're getting henna done, not by a white uh, artist in LA, but you're getting henna (laughs) done by a South Asian artist to show respect during a A wedding. wedding. That is the attempt. That's literally Exactly the intended use of that piece of that culture, as we were discussing before, versus donning it as a costume. Literally right. fetishizing. Right. Um, which I think is the difference. Fetishizing, that's a really, yeah, fetishizing is a really good way to, to explain it. Also, right. like, I, for example, I went to Israel last year, mm-hmm. and 
I, when it, when it came time to be respectful of sleeves, like I have tattoos, Jews don't really like tattoos. Like Mm -hmm. I, I'm respectful of the culture. And I went to the wall in Jerusalem and I covered up, I covered my head, I covered my arms. Mm -hmm. Like you do things. I didn't do it because I necessarily am like super religious and Mm -hmm. it wasn't a religious experience for me, but it was a respectful. Right experience if you're visiting somebody else's culture and you're in somebody else's world Mm -hmm. don't show up to the western wall in a tank top and like so just your tits out you know right right it's a it's yeah there's just a fine line right like angelina jolie Mm -hmm. she was commended when she went to pakistan it was pakistan right it was pakistan and she 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 wore a job yeah because that's part of the culture and she was showing respect exactly she wasn't wearing it on the red carpet Right. On the premiere of her movie because it fit the look of her dress. Exactly. Which, um, yeah, I mean, these, it's good to have these conversations because obviously nothing is black and white when it comes to appropriation and everyone has a different um, opinion on it. Hence the Beyonce conversation. So many people were like, it's not cultural appropriation. And a lot of people were like, no, wait, yes, it is. And some of those people were from the same culture. It's also disagreeing. Right. And it's also appropriation when it's done time and time again and nobody learns Mm -hmm. and nobody acknowledges. Like for example, urban outfitters is constantly under fire Mm -hmm. for many things. I could go into great detail. Um, for example, they sell, actually they're being sued by Coachella right now because they (laughs) named some dress like the Coachella dress or whatever. I can't. Um, but they, they sell native American prints and whatever, which is, I mean, say what you want about that, but they name them the Navajo print. Right. The whatever, and it's just like... And Not they, created by Navajo people. They're created by white people, modeled for for and by white people on the website, too. Right, right. Um, they sell bamboo hoop earrings. They sell all this, like... Oh, yeah, I saw that bamboo hoop thing. Yeah. Like, it was like, they were like 18, 16, $18. So, yeah. And it's like, people are like, you can get that literally anywhere for a dollar. Right. Okay. Exactly. And the thing about the bamboo earrings, too, is on the website, they're modeled by a white model. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, like, people, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's so much, when women wear, when black women wear those earrings, mm-hmm. depending on where you are, people are going to see you as, like, ratchet or ghetto. Right. Which is a thing that I've seen or a lot. Or smelling like patchouli. Or smelling like patchouli, Juliana. but when Urban Outfitter sells it to the white people, it's cool. They're like, Coachella outfit part three. Right. Right. Oh, so, 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 so brutal. Um, also, there was an article, okay, talking about uh, cultural appropriation in media and on TV, Full House, their uh, revamped Fuller House Fuller on Netflix. House. Apparently, I didn't watch it because I hated Full House growing up, so why would I watch Fuller House as a grown adult? <laughs> um, they apparently had an episode where they had a full-on Bollywood routine in it. This baby? That baby. There's a baby. I'm looking at a photo right now. They're uh, all... I can't. He is wearing a... I don't know what it is. A headdress. A small child. They're all dressed in ball... Like, Indian attire with, like, bindis and, like, high makeup and large earrings and, like, headdresses. And they're all the whitest people I've ever seen. Like... They do actually, actually have seen this episode, and in the episode, they do a full, I babysit young kids. Sometimes I have to watch Fuller House. Sometimes I say go to sleep, and then... Sometimes it's 6 p.m., and I don't get away with that. <laughs> um, and no, in this episode, they do a full-on Bollywood routine. 
There is nary a person of color in this. Look at this picture. There is nary a person of color. All white. All the white people dancing. I can't. Oh, that's brutal. That's really brutal. Like one of the guys is moving to India and they throw him a going away party. And they literally, I think at one point they say like, go to Target and get all the Indian themed stuff you can. (gasps) Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Quote. Go to Target and order everything they have that's remotely Indian. Also, there's always, whenever there's like a representation in media, it's a homogenization of that culture or the country of origin, or sometimes the continent of origin. Yeah. Like Africa, like I'm going to get an African dashiki, like things like that. And then saying, go all the things that are remotely, go get all the things that are remotely Indian. Okay. DJ Tanner. What is remotely Indian? Do you know what that is? Or do you just like know what it look what you think it looks like? I it's so what is that? I'm just scrolling through looking at all the pictures. It's so bad. Of this episode and it's just like all these young kids in it's just it's not good. Oh, oh, oh. I have another fashion example. Tell me. So this this uh week I saw an article about Tory Birch. Sorry, girl. She oh. made a she made a mistake. So apparently, she created a video with uh, this uh, director. I don't know the director's name. Somewhere in here, but she made a video uh, promoting her new line or something. In which Poppy Delavine and a couple other models, I think one was white, I think one might have been Asian, were dancing to the song "Juju on the Beat" by. Zay oh. Hilfiger and Zion McCall. I saw this. I'm not sure if I'm saying those names correctly. But it was terrible. It's like a 30-second video. It's weird. Where they're donning, they're like, oh, ooh, I forgot about this point. Okay, so they don like Tory Burch clothes and like sunglasses and like bikinis, and they're dancing terribly, might I add, to Juju on the Beat, which, don't get me started, <laughs> on why they chose that song. And the, and the initial response was, well, we wanted to make it fun. We wanted the fun side of of this of this um experience or whatever they just had fun learning the dance moves and we wanted to showcase that and it's like are black people ever allowed to be fun i don't know and also while they're driving in the video there is a bag in the shape of a monkey in the back seat and that's i didn't ever notice that literally (gasps) that's a monkey bag oh my god and it's just staring while they're driving they like land at this location to start dancing to juju on the beat whoa and i'm sure you guys have heard of um, carefree black girls and black boy joy is a new one that I heard basically just allowing black people to be seen as fun. And the fact that the initial response was, we just wanted it to be fun is like, so who said that this song oh isn't God. fun? Tori. Who, who said like, anyway, they issued an apology, which is always like, too little, it's just too little, too hey. late. Jojo again. Um, <laughs> we're a big fans. We're big Jojo fans apparently on this podcast. We love her. Um, it's true, that though. wasn't good though. Um, and that's also the they like is... immediately deleted it from everything because it was a terrible right. reaction. But that's the whole thing is like to create an ad or to create anything at that level with Tory Burch, it needs to be cleared by a lot of people who, who told them, like told who them. said it was okay. Who said, they more importantly, didn't, who didn't say. Right. They literally didn't ask anybody's opinion. Right. But also maybe they did. And that's the issue with the fact that there are, um, very few people of color in positions of power because like they might have like a bunch of interns and like coordinators and managers that are it might be diverse but like the people who are actually the decision makers that are saying yes or no there are so few at the top 
Yeah. That this type of idea can just go right through and everyone's like, it's fine. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cultural appropriation. It's just like one giant eye roll. It's like, wake up. Human eye rolls. Human eye roll. Everyone is a human eye roll and or a human sigh. Hey, okay, okay. I want y'all to do this dance now. Juju on that beat. Juju on that beat. GetWoke is a platform, movement, and social campaign that encourages a dialogue on race through the act of storytelling and conversation. Find us on the internet at GetWoke Co. or email us at staywoke at getwoke.co. Not.com.